Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption. Join us as we tell the tale of four men bonded by their fear and hatred of the hidden monsters that reside in Washington, D.C. in September of 2009. Only time will tell if Jebediah, played by Adam B., Robert, played by Adam C., Walter, played by Chris, and Dr. Turner, played by Tillman, will survive together in this story ran by Andrew. Hunters Hunted 2 is a Vampire the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition expansion set in the world of darkness. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or find us on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. We're going to pick up just about where we left off last time. We're going to start with we're going to start with Greg Turner. You had a meeting to attend, meeting with a person from the Arcanum, your your contact there, Justin Harding, who is uh, the person who taught you alchemy and kind of mentored you and even really got you the connection here with the others who introduced you. You know, this guy is kind of like hands-off approach towards the supernatural and you had a more hands-on approach, so he made sure that Make sure that he was able to get you something where you could get that outlet that you were looking for. You had contacted him about, well, all the things you were experiencing and wanted to talk to him. So did I hear back from him? I don't really recall. I think we had emails. Uh, yes, yes. He has sent you an email saying, you know, it's like, thank you for reaching out to me. Come and meet me. He gave you a time about uh, 6 p.m. at the Georgetown University that there would be a, a debate that he was attending. And uh, you right. can meet with him there. Okay. Yeah, definitely be there. I'll try to not look like a complete bum. So I think I'll, I'll do a stop by, well, I guess my house and see that I can well, find fresh clothes and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you can go as cleaned up as you like. You have the time. You can arrive whenever. Are you the type who would get there early? Probably. Like I have a goal in mind to get at least a little bit of time with him personally. Okay. So even if it doesn't work out in the end, Greg would try to be there early. Okay. So how early? Like he said to meet with you about half 6 an hour. Half an hour, I guess. Okay. All right. So Healy Hall is the location you were given at uh, Georgetown University, which is a very classic national landmark. It's an old style uh, Catholic architecture that gives just waves of motion to people who see it. You know, it's just this beautiful structure. Very few of those in in the U.S. that just kind of just evoke that feeling of like this is old and historical, and a lot of important things happen here, and it's just it's this beautiful building. And you know that the auditorium that you're going to is on it's it's the third and fourth floor. It's called Gaston Hall. You'll find like a small sign outside. It says reserved 4:30 p to 6 p. Uh, Arcanum, Washington D.C. Chapter House, and there's a man standing guard at the door with like a clipboard. You know, and he'll ask you for, like, your name and ident- identification. Oh, yeah, I give it to him. Is he expecting me? <laughs> he'll uh, look down on his little clipboard and kind of nod and sound it's quiet. You're kind of late. It's still going. Uh, I'm now, late? The, yeah, the sign says 4.30 to 6p, and he told you to meet him at 6 o'clock. So make oh. of that as you will. Well. So there's whatever's happening, it's gone going now. I, uh, I'm looking confused at the, at the guard waiting outside. 
Well, he lets you in, though. Yeah, but um, when I ask him, so it started at four thirty. Like, yes, I think yes. I was. I think I was misinformed. But thanks for letting me in. He's on. He's like, you're on the list. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I make my way up there. Okay, so Gaston Hall is also actually very, very evocative. It's it's a very famous place. There's just a lot of like golden color and light everywhere. Um, the seats are just filled. There's people, well, not completely filled, but it's it's maybe about three quarters to capacity. There's people everywhere inside. This place has hosted speeches from famous individuals throughout the world, and it's just just kind of strikes you as as you walk in on how elegant everything is. You're looking around, you see a lot of, lot of people, um, gentlemen in suits, and mostly men, from what you can see. There's a few women in the crowd, and scanning through and looking at everyone, you can kind of see like a, maybe a few familiar faces even, and you recognize that these some of these are, not everyone, some of these are peers of yours from the Arcana. And there's currently a couple of, it seems like they're wrapping up a, a speech of sorts as you, uh, as you come in. You catch the tail end of this talk that he's kind of going over on the influences that society is facing from the unusual and strange. And it takes about maybe 10 minutes as he goes on and finishes up. There's a little bit of applause at the end. And, and this, this person who's speaking is not someone that you recognize. And there was another person on the stage with them. And then, the moderator who is there, who he announces, you know, it's the end of the end of the meeting, and thanks everyone for uh, attending tonight's session. And people kind of start mingling, standing up and talking to each other, and some go up to the front to talk to the people who uh, maybe put on presentation during the event and shaking their hand and talking to them. And as you're kind of like standing there looking around, like, okay, this is kind of awkward, like confusing. Justin will actually approach you out of the crowd. And you're just kind of like, oh, hey, you uh, you showed up early. I was hoping to just get a moment after everything to uh, talk to you. And he just kind of comes up and like shakes your hand. Yeah, I think I misunderstood. I thought the debate was later on, not before our meeting. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, my apologies. I should have been more clear with that. Uh, just I, I, It was a thing that I had to attend. And, you know, I thought this would be a good time to meet. Um, we can... Uh, there's 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 a room we can go and uh, discuss things privately if you wanted. I know that you had something very important to talk about. And um, talking to Justin, you know, let me give you a be- kind of brief description on his appearance. He's 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 maybe in his late forties. He's a tall, wide-shouldered man with a small chin. His eyes are a little bit close set. He's not a, a very handsome person. He has like like a dirty blonde kind of hair that's starting to go gray a bit in places, and a little bit of little bit of hair on his chin that is not very well trimmed. He has kind of like that uh, look that he hasn't maybe shaved in a day or so. But he is wearing like a well-kempt, like well-taken-care-of pressed suit. He just carries himself tall, and he is rather tall. He's he's at least at least six two. If if you don't have any like objection, he'll kind of lead you to side and it's like, is it, do we do you need a private space we can discuss this or uh, you want to walk and talk around the campus and? Uh, I prefer the room that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know, I know a place we can go. It's uh, just down the just down the way. Okay, lead the way, and, and I appreciate you taking the time for me. Absolutely, absolutely. So he, um, you know, there's uh, some of the crowd is like exiting the event. And one thing to note is that like that sign said Arcanum on it. It is it is a publicly known uh, organization of scholars in the world of darkness. It's not just, you know, a hidden secretive thing. This other side to it that you are involved in is, but it is a 
openly like scholar organization that's uh, world-renowned. They even publish in uh, multiple different journals on the occult. And so, you know, a lot of these people are academics in these various fields, and uh, many of them may not even know some of these secrets. So, you know, you kind of seeing around, you might you might recognize a few people, but most of them, no idea who these people are. Yeah, um, while I'm moving behind him, I probably nod my head to a few people that I recognize. And small talk with Justin, maybe a little bit. But generally, okay. my goal right now is to, just to find this room that he mentioned. Yeah. Also get out of the crowd. It, ta it takes a, a little bit of, you know, squeezing. You know how people can be at the end of like an event of some kind, you know, everyone's making for this one door and it takes a moment to kind of get out. But luckily for you, you guys are not going in the same direction as the full crowd. Whenever you leave, you're not just working, uh, walking directly into, you know, the outside. You're you're going off to the other direction and, and finding like one of the small like conference rooms, uh, one that has an open or one that has a reservation time that he has set aside specifically so that he can talk to you. And as with any con conference room, you know, it's a large table with some chairs sitting around and he, he won't like sit across and like have like this formal meeting or anything. He'll, you know, gesture to one, he'll sit down next to you. He puts his, his briefcase, his leather briefcase down and kind of sits back and looks you up and down. I assume you take a seat. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. looks you up and down and he says, how are you? Oh, uh, to be honest, it's, it's been a rough time lately. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Anything I can do? Maybe, maybe. We'll figure that out. Um, well, what's on your mind? Tell me about it. Okay, so I'm working with a group of people here in town. They are not members of our, uh, of our group, but I would say they're in the know. Is it, uh, is it Jeb? Yeah, it's Jeb and also um, one uh, special agent and... Former, well, journalist, Walter Bode. He's kind of a weirdo, but, well, he's useful in a way. Uh, okay. I don't know. Are you aware of the <laughs> special agent I'm talking about? Otherwise, I would like to keep his name private. I am not. I uh, just have familiarity with uh, Jeb. I appreciate your respect for this man's privacy. But uh, do tell me about what's on your mind. It's uh only way I can help you is if I know as much as you can tell. Oh, yeah, of course. So, mm -hmm. This Walter Bode, I believe he was in contact with what was probably a vampire. At that, he kind of sits up a little bit, you know, adjusts himself in his seat, and he seems to be paying more close attention, but he doesn't say anything to you. But you can see the shift in his body language. In many ways, he he's consumed with her, and maybe uh, more so than he should be. And someone is... Well, we think someone is threatening him mm. with by withholding information about this Iris is her name, at least the name that we have. Iris. Hmm. Okay. And, Tell me. And uh, uh, this, this anonymous party set up a meeting and we went there as a group trying to find out more. Walter was the only one who, well, appeared in plain sight. Everyone else was kind of stalking the place. And we met this young man, but before really uh, getting a chance to talk to him, a car drove by, shot the place up, wounding this young man and almost wounding Walter and I. And well, we. You know, I the... think about it. I heard that in the, the news the other day. That was. You were there? Yeah, we were, we were in full panic mode. We brought this uh, young man to the hospital, but of course, that was 
maybe a bad call on our side. We kind of left him there and drove off. And, well, we um, we found out that he works for someone who's just named T. We don't have his full name. And we worked out T's phone number, set up the meeting with that guy. And here's the kicker. He kind of went, well, he was hiding in plain sight. He was kind of invisible to most of us. He's uh, nodding along. Jeb uncovered him somehow. I don't know. Uh, I think Jeb probably has a feeling for these kind of things. Yes, that's uh, why we keep him around. Yeah. And upon noticing that someone has seen through his disguise, this T guy did something to Jeb to give him a command that he couldn't resist. I've never seen Jeb follow any command, really. You know... Greg, it sounds like you got yourself wrapped up in something very dangerous. I'm going to be frank with you here. Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, you're probably too close to this, and you're going to put yourself at risk. I have a few questions. When you say this uh, Walter fellow was uh, with this... What did you say her name was? Iris, I believe. Iris, Iris. When you say he was with this Iris, was um, how much of that do you know? Did he... Was he just around her? Did Do you know if he ever had an opportunity to be alone with her for long periods of time? I'm not sure, to be honest. Because if so, I believe possible. so. I believe so. Uh, he thinks of her like a lover. Or... Mm. So that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign at all. You see, these uh, creatures, they have power over the minds of men. And it's very possible uh, that... Well, has he had any of her blood? Do you know? Has he said anything about that? Did he drink any blood? Well, no, I haven't heard about that. Mm. So that wouldn't that wouldn't turn him into a vampire, right? You know, that's the thing. We're not quite certain how it happens, but whenever they, we do know that whenever they give their blood to a person, it kind of uh, it changes them, makes them like a slave. We don't know if this is connected to how they make others or if uh, there's something else to the process, but uh, it definitely has an effect on people. And you say he thinks of her like a lover, and that leads me to believe that it's possible he's consumed some of her own blood. Hmm, I think uh, he's definitely he's definitely had some of these mind control effects happen to him because yes. at some, in some moments he's he seems to be fighting it. And That's good. That's good. He, well, yes, it's good, but he also... Well, it brings him close to insanity, honestly. Mm. He can barely handle it, I think. And he doesn't trust himself anymore. Do you want to help your friend? I do, but I, I'm not sure how. I think I know a way. We've been teaching you alchemy. Yes, of course. Well, there is, there is a way it can happen. But uh, it's going to take me some time. If you give me maybe... A few days, I can come up with the proper ingredients, and I can give you something that you can give him. That, and if that and if he really is good. being controlled through their blood, like I think, it will break it. Yeah, that that sounds excellent. I think we should give that a try. Yeah, we can't just let people be enslaved by these monsters. Oh no! And um, as confused and broken as Walter sometimes seems, he he's an important figure in this. I understand the plight you're going through is these are friends and and you want to look out for them. But uh, I just I have to stress to you the importance of being careful. 
don't put us all at risk. Handle this sure. through the utmost secrecy. If you have to Absolutely. act at all on anything involving these these vampires, use proxies if you have to. Don't get directly involved. Well, uh, I appreciate you telling me, but I can't exactly keep Jeb from doing whatever he wants to do. And I think he's kind of wants to get himself in danger sometimes. So does yeah. Walter for different reasons. I understand. But do whatever you can to keep yourself safe at least and uh, help them out. Oh, yeah. Jeb's secret uh, place is a good place to hang out, I think. Now, I recommend getting a hold of some uh, stakes made of Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Hawthorne, yes. It should be able to render them completely harmless. Right but through it the heart. means we need to get close, right? Yes, but it's good to have one just in case. Oh, yeah. Preferably you don't, but you can never be too well prepared. Well, I keep one with me all the time then. Good. Anything else I should keep my eyes open about and maybe not get too close to? Ah, uh, you know, the um, typical uh, weaknesses, fire and sunlight. Be very careful. Don't try not to get close to any of these things if you can. That's really all I can tell you on the specifics. I'll see if there's anything known about anyone named Iris, but uh, it's not a familiar uh, name to I, me. Honestly, I think it's a cover-up name. I don't think they deal in real names. Yes, usually, but wouldn't hurt for me to do a bit of digging. Sure. And while you are at it, does the Arcanum have any info about what happened at these churches? Which churches? I'm talking about the mysterious murders that happened around uh, several churches recently. Oh, so you give him like the list of list of those yeah, five name churches? A, yeah, <laughs> name a few, like not trying to give away too much information if I can. Yeah. So there's First Baptist Church, the Metropolitan Community Church, St. John's Episcopal, and St. Patrick's Catholic. So he, uh, he listens and he's, this is uh, actually news to me. I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, this is all recent, you say. How did how did you find it? This out. Well, the special agent I mentioned. Ah, of course, of course. Digging into some things, and um, I think and this, this is all related so far to the situation. Just, we don't know yet. Okay. Well, he uh, he says to you, I can look, I can ask around, but uh, it's not something I'm familiar with. It's very possible this is uh, something insidious, but uh, it could also, I mean, you said it's a special agent. It's highly possible it's just murders. Not everything is related to the supernatural. Sure. Well, then, honestly, I think I would prefer if you kept it to yourself for now. And if we find out more, I'd get back to you. Absolutely. So why don't you come by my office? Come by my office next Wednesday, and I'll have that uh, that thing for you. Okay. Should I tell Walter, by the way, or should I surprise him with it? Could there be like a reaction that triggers when he? It depends on how deep it is. If you're if you're truly, from what you've described, if you're truly afraid that he has been controlled like this, it's very possible he will fight it, and he won't. Uh, he won't even. He might even be very cunning about it, and just try to uh, get rid of whatever will remove this bond. You don't want to take that risk. Okay, I'll keep it to myself. But uh, if your other friends, Jeb included, are 
interested in his well-being. Uh, you may bring them on on your plan. Maybe you can find some way to get him to choke it down. Oh, uh, I think I'll find a way, but it's probably safe to tell Jip. All right. Thank you. This means a lot. Absolutely. And always, Greg, if you feel like you need to talk to someone, just reach out. And he stands to shake your hand. Yeah, I'll take it and give it a firm grasp. <laughs> I do mean it. I think Greg has been uh, fighting with himself recently about a lot of things, like just losing his wife and like sticking around with these weird dudes in the cellar all the time. So meeting someone else uh, probably feels very good to him right now. Mm -hmm. So what else is going through your head as as you are leaving? You know, he, he kind of walks you out of the hall to um, the outside and parts ways with you. Um, as you walk to your to your vehicle, you know, what's going on in your head? What are you thinking about? Yeah, um, Greg is thinking about the safety precautions that he should take. And the uh, Hawthorne tip, he'll keep that in mind and try to find a source for it. And like give Hawthorne stakes to everyone in the group. Uh, but also he's like uh, thinking about how can he convince Walter that he's going to help him somehow, but at the same time not tell him that he has the cure probably. And also he's thinking about how much he can trust Walter because Walter himself constantly keeps saying that he can't be trusted. Hmm. Okay. With those heavy thoughts, we leave Dr. Turner behind and turn towards Robert Esposito, Special Agent. So you are headed to which of these churches? Down the list? Yeah. Uh, next, I was going to head to the Metro community, the Protestant church. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see here. You... Save me here. Tell me what's going on through your head. So I just got off the phone with with Walter, and he basically him and him and Jeb are going to go check out the the first location I was at, the First Baptist Church. And Walter seems like strangely interested in this, even though I didn't really find anything overwhelmingly significant in my my little investigation there. I kind of just went. I talked to the uh, the priest that was there, and you know he he didn't really have too much to tell me. There was like an interesting homeless guy, and and Walter was very interested in that. And I was kind of just you know I was going to just make my my rounds and head over to the next location, but right now I'm kind of just pondering on my family, who is who has just been put into into protection because of certain events that transpired last session. And so I just kind of picture uh, Robert is, is not driving at the moment. He's pulled over somewhere and he has his, uh, his wallet out and he's kind of looking through like some, some photos of his family that he would keep in there and just kind of, just kind of worrying really. Wow. And how much time do you spend doing that? Not too long, probably 25 minutes. Uh, probably okay. just parked somewhere, just kind of contemplating, you know. So you um, eventually wrap up your thoughts and, and finish your drive towards this towards this church. From the outside, it looks sort of like a like a passerby might look at this and go, that looks kind of like a greenhouse. It's a very odd structure. It's got a glass top uh, with uh, sitting on top of this stone, kind of gray stone base. There's a uh, metal 
fence, like a security fence outside that, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's open now. There's some people, looks like some, some of the community is, they're moving something into the church. Maybe they're preparing for some kind of event. Uh, you're not entirely certain, but there's, there's a little bit of activity going on here this evening. So I'm just going to kind of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be seeing people like walk past just doing whatever, looking kind of busy. And I'll, I'll try to wave and nod as, as politely as I can and, and try to give the, give off the, the presence that I'm, I'm not there for anything bad. I'm wearing my suit. I'm dressed very professionally right now. So I'm just kind of, you know, as I approach smiling and, and waving to people that are passing by, I, he would offer to help, but he knows that he probably can't lift anything too, too heavy (laughs) because of his, you know, his physical condition, but. Okay. So, so you, you go up and talk to you know, someone like, oh, you know, can I help you out? And that kind of thing. There's a, there's maybe like, maybe somebody was like trying to lift something and you can help them carry it inside. Uh, and then, you know, there's small talk like, oh, hey, do I know you? Are you a member of the, uh, the community? I haven't seen you here before. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably like help a guy move like a table in or something like that or mm-hmm. whatever he's doing. And if he makes any small talk and, and, you know, he asks me, I'll say, you know, actually, I'm not a, I'm not a member here. Uh, Roman Catholic myself. You're on official business. Okay, and so then, you know, you get some a curious look, and like, what do you mean official business? And as you're kind of carrying this, like, yeah, a table is uh, probably appropriate because uh, there's there's other tables being set up, like, you know, those fold-out kind of uh, relatively cheap tables you can buy at, like, a Walmart or whatever, and just set them up and putting some, like, cheap tablecloths over. Like, maybe they're setting up for some kind of, like, uh, community, like, event with food of some kind. And, you know, it just, just asks you that, you know, just, oh, what do you mean official business? Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm with law enforcement and I'm I'm here because of the tragedy that happened. You know, I just it's just a matter of paperwork. Just got to come and uh mm, yes. Yes. I uh, wish I didn't have officer. to. It's special agent actually with the FBI and I'm going to put FBI. my hand out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put my my badge out and kind of kind of show him. And then I'll actually go to shake his hand and I'll say, "My name's Robert, by the way. Uh and you are?" Oh, um William William, nice to meet you. You know, it's really, I really feel awful having to be here, man. It's a, it's a beautiful place you guys got here. It looks like you do some some really good work here for the community. Yeah, and looking around, you know, this it's it's like they, they kind of cleared out some of the space so that this event can take, take place. There's like, a, it's like a hard tile floor and the walls have these, it's like this gray brick with uh the white beam support beams and then like the light pouring in from outside there's a tree that you can see in clear view just 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 outside the uh, the glass and there's these uh flags hanging like banners inside and they're like pride flags with uh, a couple of them have like crosses white crosses on them hey what do you guys have going on tonight oh well this is actually setting up for tomorrow but uh we're bringing all the things in. We're going to have a uh, um, a community, um, well, sort of uh, doing something for the family, you know, letting them know that uh, we're there for them. Just kind of helping them mourn the loss of, well, Pastor, he was a good man. And Robert is just going to kind of look down, you know, solemnly in uh, in respect for the for the deceased. And after maybe like a second pause, he'll just say... Anything you could tell me about the pastor? He seems like he was a you know really well respected guy around here. If you guys are doing all this, yeah, Donald was a good man. He, uh, you know, he 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 really looked out for the people 
that were a part of his flock and he was he was just he he ran the uh, the kids community center and he 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 just did this just fantastic outreach for the LGBT community who who those who were suffering and thinking of suicide and he was able to help so many people through so many tough times and it's just so horrible that he's gone he was a just a pillar of leadership it's truly awful why why would somebody do this and i'll just kind of like say that out loud not necessarily like asking him you know but just kind of trying to see what that provokes he just well you know we're hoping to get some kind of answers but we know that whatever really happened it's best that uh well he's in he's in he's in the lord's house now and we're here to look after his family I know this must be a pretty hard time for the family right now, but uh, you wouldn't happen to have any information of, uh, you know, contact information of any of his close relatives. You know, I might have to reach out to them for some information if I don't get everything I need here. It's just a, just a matter yeah, actually, of checking off um, all my boxes, you know? If if you want, um, why don't you come back tomorrow? I mean, they're going to be here. Visit them in person, and, and they'll have the community here. They'll feel safe, and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard being ambushed by the... Uh, FBI, you know, but uh, if if you come at them with a little bit more, um, like like you're doing now, maybe maybe they'll be more willing to talk about everything. Uh, I know that uh, Stacy's been really going through a tough time right now, and uh, it'd be best if I think that would probably be the best approach. Yeah, okay, I'd I'd love to. Thank thank you for for inviting me. That that sounds great. Uh, is there anything I can do? Anything I can I can bring? Well, I've got two more tables to bring in. If you want to help me with that. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And I'm just going to help him. And then, you know, like, I'm Robert is very happy with, you know, just getting the invite to go talk to the family tomorrow. And he's pretty happy with that. So he's just going to kind of help this guy bring the last two tables in and probably wrap up there. Okay. Sounds good. Well, with that, we'll uh, see how the other two are doing. How, uh, how about Jeb and, and Walter? What uh, shenanigans are you going to wrangle yourselves into today? So, Jeb, when you said get a fertilizer and truck, do you have a connection to somehow where we can pull this together? Yeah, man, we can just go on down to the Home Depot. Je- Jeb, you can't, not nowadays you can't do that. Not with, not after 9-11 and all that. We got we got to destroy this place, Jeb. But I I don't know. I I don't know what to do right now, Jeb. This is a bastion of evil that we are in front of right now, which leads me to think that. Man, these... we, we go on down to the we'll go on down to the Home Depot, get ourselves some fertilizer, and then we go on to another place, get some other ingredients, and then we come back, you know, and hit up a few more places, and maybe you know, steal a truck or two. Do you got any of that? Do you have any more of those fake IDs that you had before? Yeah, man, I got have, those. You you said you have good ones. I do mean, you have any? Do you? Do some you of have... them are good. Do you have anything back at the bunker that we could use to like to maybe blow this up without having to get the fertilizer? I mean, I'm down for the fertilizer. We just have to make sure all people are out of here first. If anything, right now would be the time to strike this place. Whatever is in there is is asleep now. Man, I mean, we could start a big old fire. Yes. 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 What yes. I have in the bunker. I, I don't know about taking the whole thing down, but I mean, do you have any light on fire? Do you have any gasoline cans in your truck right now? Of course I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got a plan. I got the gas cans. I got my mop gun. Okay. Here's the thing. I got that flare gun. We have to get everyone out. I got my the- toolbox. Nice. We have to get everyone out of this 
building first. Pull fire alarm. Is there a fire alarm in there? Fuck it. Let's Probably. do this. Okay, let's go look. And I turn around and I kind of like walk in to the look around real quick at the church and see if I see any kind of like fire alarm along the walls. Well, I mean, it is legally required in all buildings to have such things. So, okay. Jeb. Where so- they might put that in a church, I don't know, but just yeah. use your imagination. Okay. So, Jeb, I'm going to pull the fire alarm. I'm going to try to get them out of here. Can you discreetly get these cans into the church? Or are you going to need my help? Now, when you say discreetly, we can have to move and we're having to move quick afterwards. It is the middle of the day here, but I think I can maybe distract somehow the people. Or do you need my help bringing them in there? So what if I go on down to like one of them Costco's and get like the big old jugs of water mm-hmm. and put the gasoline in the water so it looks like I'm just bringing the water? I, I'm afraid that we leave now. The opportunity may pass. Do you understand? Should we just get the fertilizer? I mean, maybe. I mean, that, that was my plan A. Jeb will reach into his truck and pull out a beer. Hold on a second. Let me think I, on this. Hold, hold on a second. I pull out my phone and I dial up Gregory. So the last time Greg had been, he had, by the way, Tillman, you had responded to a text message just before your meeting that you were busy and you'd be able to call them back in a minute. Yeah, that was a thing we had to establish. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they tried they tried uh, getting in contact with you last time when you weren't here. So Yeah, I was going to ask anyway uh, if... Walter calls me while I'm in the meeting. I'm not picking up. Well, we'll yeah. say it's after. We'll okay. say it's after. Because it was just before. They they did some things. It's been some time. Maybe you're already in your car. Okay. So I call Gregory. Yeah, uh, Gregory pulls over because he doesn't want to get in <laughs> trouble with the police again. Gregory. Hey, Walter, what's up? Where have you been, Gregory. I've been meeting. Okay, I, I don't. I have no time to talk about it. We 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 need to talk now. I need you to come yeah. to this church right here. I mean, it's important now. Do you understand? This one church. Okay. Can no, you be I'm more specific. I give him the address. It's over. It's this church. Listen, listen, though, Gregory. It is imperative that you listen to me right now. I'm stone cold am... sober, and I'm serious right now. Do you understand? Oh God. I'm at First Baptist Church. I need you here now, and you cannot tell. Robert for his own good. Do you understand? Gregory, tell me you understand. I'm listening and I understand. Okay, we are out in front. You'll see us by Jeb's truck. It'll be Jeb and I, okay? Of course. Like now. I need you here now. (coughs) I'm on my way. (laughs) I hang up up the phone and I look at Jeb. Listen. Sorry about that. It's it's a good beer, though. I'm sure. I want one so bad, but I have to stay sober. Have to stay sober. Have to stay sober. Listen, Gregory's going to come here. I think he'll give us a, more of a scientific perspective on how we can accomplish this without maybe drawing as much attention. Do you understand? We need to be discreet because this may, may not be the only bastion of evil here. These lizard people, quote unquote lizard people, and they're, they're, they're fucking, they're them, dude. They are them. Do you understand what I'm saying, Jeb? These are the people that killed your wife. These are the people that are responsible for Gregory's death of his child and his marriage. And this is the person who killed Robert's partner. This is them right here, that building. I nod. One of them's there. Do you feel Jeb, it? Do you Jeb's going to take a look around to see if anyone's paying attention to their conversation. No one seems to be paying attention, and I do want to ask for one thing from from Chris. I want I want you to uh, roll your self control. Okay. And I want you to roll it at a difficulty of six. Okay, that is two dice. <laughs> so, give me one second here. Because you are you're eyeballing that beer. Oh, I'm fucking eyeballing that motherfucking beer. I just got to... Give me one second. Sorry, I'm going to roll it here. 
Two D10, a whopping. <laughs> Why he's gonna botch? Oh, two successes! Holy shit! I'm a man on a fucking. Oh, okay. why did it roll three dice? You are, yeah. So you are, you are, you're very confident right now in your ability to just maintain your sobriety, even with temptation sitting right in front of you with an easy reach. Mm. Jeb, I trust your instincts. I've trusted your instincts for as long as I've known you. We all have. I look at you like the de facto guide of our group here. Look at that building. And you tell me that that building doesn't sit right with you or if it sits right. Because it doesn't sit right with me. Does it sit right with you? I mean, we're talking about burning it to the ground or at least blowing it up. So, no. It don't sit right with me. Okay. We need a strike. We need to get in tactical mode. And Gregory needs to hurry the fuck up and get here. God damn it. I'm looking around like antsing. I'm probably seeing a little jittery, more jittery than normal. And I'm just kind of like looking at the street. I'm looking at my phone, seeing how long it's been since I called him. Probably like a minute. <laughs> yeah, not even. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Why have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.